Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mon, good morning. We're suffering from holiday brain today, aren't we, Lyle? Why are we suffering from holiday brain? Well, we are on a holiday location. Yes, we are. It's amazing. We just took a photo of a wombat. We did. In fact, our producer went running out of the out of the uh, temporary studio that we have here in Jindabyne, New South Wales, and took a photo of a wombat right up close. And you can check that out on our Facebook. It was posted yesterday. Why did we post it yesterday when we only just took that photo? Because this is delayed broadcast. Yes, you're listening intro. to delayed broadcast. So we would like you to jump over to the live show because we have been giving away opportunities to come here for a free holiday. Never done it's that true. before. It's true. It's the most exciting giveaway that I've ever heard on Faith FM, Alpine Holiday Giveaway. And it's so easy to register. Just give us a call in between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m., 9 p.m., 9 a.m., 9 a.m. On, uh, is it Eastern Standard Times? <laughs> yes, Holiday Brain has definitely yeah, kicked definitely, in there, Definitely sunk in. AM, just to set the record straight for him on the way. Thanks, Lyle, I know. Just stop talking. Thanks, Lyle. AM is just, no, 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 first I'm just, 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 No, I'm not interested. Thank you, Lou. <laughs> Give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. Register your details. 1-800-324-843. Uh, or you can text them, actually. 0491-064-669. Leave us your deets. On Friday, we are going to draw out the winner. Um, we're going to have two winners, actually, and they can have either a couple's pass or a family's pass uh, for a summer weekend here at the Alpine Lodge in Ginderpine. It's a very exciting stuff. Absolutely. And, of course, jump over to the live show. You can do that by going to faithfm.com.au and pressing play, or you can do it by simply... Now who's got a holiday brain, huh? <laughs> what a great morning. Um, <laughs> it's these 360-degree views that we have up in yes, this glass right. tower. It's distracting. It's distracting. <laughs> yes. Okay, by getting the TuneIn app. Make yes. sure you get the free version of the TuneIn app and uh, you can listen to us there. And, of course, you get perfect reception all over Australia that way, which is all over the world. It's fantastic. I was listening to it in the United States right on that app. So, um, so much fun. Indeed. And uh, you don't have to worry about whether you're getting – well, you will always be up to date. Anyway, we have a great show coming up for you today. We have uh, a live studio audience joining in, telling us what they're grateful for, having a crack at the quiz as well. We had two quizzes on just this show today. Because, yeah, because these great yeah. nomads, they, they know their stuff. <laughs> they do. They they're not messing know, around. Uh-huh. They, are not, they want those prizes. That's what they want. Snapping uh, them up. We have a wonderful interview with Don Madden, who stays for the rest of the show, which is always great. We love it when they do that. And uh, yeah, it's a wonderful show. with that wombat coming up as well. Oh, we're going to talk about uh, vegetophobia. Vegetophobia, yes. And pharmaceuticals in the water. Yeah, and homeless uh, vending machines and uh, a bakery that sells out at 10 a.m. every morning Mm -hmm. and a prostitute. There you go. Mm. So stay tuned. You can't miss that story.
Welcome back, guys. That was Stones of Eden with Walk Among the Trees. Such an appropriate song for where we are right now because that's what we are doing every day here in Jindabyne, walking amongst the trees, which is part of the reason why we have holiday brain this morning. (laughs) But anyway, Mon. Yes. We have uh, a quiz coming up. <clears throat> I do have a quiz coming up. But we were up. going to talk about something that uh, we're thankful for first. Oh, let's put it on the quiz first. Let's do the oh, quiz the quiz, first. the quiz first. Uh, yeah, okay, the quiz first. Can, yeah, yeah. People can stew on that while mm-hmm. we are, while mm-hmm. we um, uh, interview our first victim. I mean, sorry, our first <laughs> in-studio <laughs> listener. Okay, today's quiz, today's breakfast Bible quiz to get our brains into gear is a what city am I quiz. So... That is a what city am I quiz. The first clue is, it was in this city that Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. I can see thinking brains all around me, thinking faces. No one's got it. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, if you think you know the answer. Delilah, do you know the answer? Oh, we got somebody calling out from the audience right there. (laughs) I wonder if anyone heard that. Who said that? Hands up. (laughs) <laughs> Our prize has already been snapped up by the <laughs> That didn't last very long. <laughs> that was quick. I think that's an Good all-time job. record, isn't it? Good job. That's that what that happens a... when you have a live Did audience. Did you know it, Lyle? Yeah, okay. I, <laughs> I think we just hand the prize straight to her. <laughs> Good job indeed. Uh, uh, yes, what, what we... was, what's your name? Dorothy. Dorothy. Okay, so that was Dorothy. No, good job, Dorothy. Dorothy, yeah, well are done. you from Yarra Junction as well? Yeah. Is this your husband I have sitting next to me? Ah, uh, we got Max from Yarra Junction sitting next to me. We dragged him up here so we, he can share with us what he's grateful for. Welcome to the show, Max. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. It's a beautiful morning. It is a beautiful morning. We're sitting in a tower with 360 degree views. It's really beautiful. Little pop-up studio. Now, Max, you drive a bus in Melbourne. And yes. every morning you listen to our show. I do. I decided to get the app because the bus uh, radio was very crackly and it would come across other frequencies as I yeah. go along. So it's not now constant and I bought a little Wi-Fi speaker to boost the volume. Nice. Uh, so it works well. Yeah. That's dedication. That's yeah, dedication. Max, Max is, um, he's got it sorted right there. That's... Uh, that's that's the way. That's the way. Now, now what you need to do is get um, some Wi-Fi speakers, put them all down the bus. All so you, so bus. All, 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 <laughs> all of your, all of your, um, <laughs> when you're driving the bus, seat. everybody gets to listen to Faith <laughs> FM. <laughs> and the app he's talking about, dear listeners, by the way, is the TuneIn app, which we totally recommend you download. You can download it for free. Don't get the subscription one. Just get the free version. Search for Faith FM Australia and add us to your favourites. <laughs> and of course. of course, if you are one of the uh, regular uh, riders on Max's bus, big shout out to you today. And um, so, yeah, if you're, if you're riding on a bus that somebody from um, Axe from Yarra Junction drives, then, uh, yeah, special shout out for all you guys. All right. So what are we um, asking Max? We're going to ask him what he's grateful for. Well, for a start, I'm always grateful for the Grey Nomads Camp. Well, the surroundings here are absolutely beautiful. It's great to get away from the hustle and bustle of normal life and come away. And here we're having some great meetings. We've got some really great speakers that are giving some... Wonderful insights into God's Word, and the title, of course, of the program is Look Up and Live. Ah, now, Max, I have oh, to ask a quick question. Thing. What kind of a grey nomad are you? Um, caravan, cabin, or We're a dormitory? caravan. You're a caravan? Yeah. Oh, okay, so you're, yes. a, you're a real grey nomad. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, are you part-time or full-time grey nomad? Well, I guess if you're driving a bus, then that means you're a part-time grey nomad. Uh, part-time. I can get time off when I want it. <laughs> hey, do you know what? We should give you a bumper sticker for the bus you drive. Uh, you should, yes. Yes, that's a good idea. For caravan yeah. and for bus. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that's right. I think we've got some left over from last night. So um, Yeah, indeed we do. About we'll, five. We'll do that. Hey, Lyle, what are you grateful for this morning? I'm grateful for willy bins <laughs> you are so weird <laughs> no you think about it look at the shame you've just brought on your wife 
Why? I'm just looking out the window here and, there, and there's a red wheelie bin across the other side of the paddock right there. And I'm I just looking at it. it and I'm thinking, you know, that's such a good invention. Back in the day, we used to have those ones and they used to get heavy and you used to have to pick them up and drag them around. Now they have wheels on the bottom of them and uh, it's so much more convenient. It keeps the keeps the place clean. So you're, you're great I, I like, I like the I like the... I like I like the clean environment. How long did it take you? Just a question. How long did it take you to come up with that gratitude? Uh, well, I'm just kind of sitting here looking out the window, like, oh, what am I grateful for this You're morning? Looking Ooh, at a 360 a view window, right there. So I'll be grateful for that this and morning. And thought you'd be grateful for the bin. Yeah, you well, are. You're a weirdo. I could have been grateful for the uh, tennis court beside it, but I haven't used it yet. Oh, Keeps raining. Yes, indeed. Lyle, hey, we have a message that's come in from one of our listeners, um, just a prayer request. So we just want to pause and pray because we love to pray uh, together for our listeners. Uh, this is coming in from Liam and he says he's really <clears throat> struggling at the moment with a particular uh, sin and he can't seem to stop and he was just wondering if we could pray for him. Um, so do you want to take Sure, absolutely. Prayer, love Lyle? to pray for people. Let's pray. Father, we pray you'll be with Liam in a very special way today. We pray to give him victory over whatever it is that he's struggling with. Uh, we don't know, but you know that's between him and you. And so we pray that you'll give him a special outpouring of your Holy Spirit to give him strength uh, throughout this day and throughout every day. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right, Lyle, let me tell you some good news yes. stories. We've got some really cute ones coming positively, out of... Uh, positively different news. What do you got there, Mike? Yes, indeed. So we have actually two coming out of the States that I want to share with you today. And oh, hang on, my computer just died. Back to life. Come on. The computer doesn't get to have a holiday brain, only me. Okay, so Lyle... In Indiana, mm. Hang on, is that where your wife's from, Indiana? She was born there. She was born in Indiana. So this is really cool. This is from her home state. Uh, they're coming into winter, as you know, and American winters are just frightful, um, terribly cold, you know, snow and everything. Uh, and there's a town well, it depends in... depends where Florida's okay. Yeah, true. There's a town in Indiana where they're having an issue with uh, homeless people uh, and, uh, and catering to their needs. You know, homeless people, they often require, um, you know, uh, soup kitchens and, and clothing and, and bed and that yeah, kind of stuff. You think Australian homeless people have it tough? You have yeah, no idea. Yeah, try an American you winter. See, you, 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 I've, I've been up there in Wisconsin where it's got down to 30 below mm-hmm. and stayed there for a fortnight. Ooh. As in the high for the day, every day after day after day was 30 below. Why would you do that? Anyway... Well, so, I didn't actually do that. It's like the weather did that. It's not how the weather why works. Why would you Mom. stay? Why would first plane to Florida? That would be me. <laughs> okay, I tell you why you stay. Oh goodness, here we One go. One reason. Yeah, go on. Snowmobiling. It okay. is so you much got me there. Fun. I would definitely Those try that. Those things are amazingly fast. Anyway. It's the best snow sport ever. You know, people come here to, um, I came down here to the snowfields one time and uh, it's like, oh, what are we going to do? We're going to go skiing or snowboarding or sledding or whatever it is. And I'm like, I'm going to go snowmobiling. And I couldn't find anywhere to hire a snowmobile. I was so disappointed. Oh, really? There must be around here somewhere. We should start it up. A little pop-up business. A little winter yeah, pop-up business. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So in this town in Indiana, uh, the homeless community, um, you know, the, the local people are really inspired to help them out, but they're having trouble, you know, finding out a way to help them, Like, which is, a, which is I think it's a problem that people often have. We want to help, but we're not quite sure how to go about helping. Like, what's the correct avenue? Do you just, you know, find someone on the street and give them a whole bunch of stuff? You know, are they then homeless? You know, it's, it's a bit of a pickle. And they've come up with an ingenious way that everybody can get behind uh, helping out the, the local homeless people in their community. So they've created vending machines that dispense clothing and blankets to the homeless people for free. Okay. And that way it doesn't require like staffing. There's not like, you know, like a depot or a kitchen where people have to work and be there, you know, like a full-time job because they're short on staff. And, uh, and then the homeless people can get access to warmth that they're going to need for the upcoming winter. Now, of course, you, you probably think 
this thing is going to be abused. People are just going to turn up and like just yeah, take it. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. just thinking, you know, it would be a great place to, uh, you know, get some free blankets and non-sell them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they've combated that quite cleverly. Cleverly? Is that a word? I'm not sure. It is today. It's holiday brain time. What they've done is they've asked homeless people that if they want to use these vending machines that they have to register first. So they register and then they're given vending machine tokens. So these machines don't actually take money. So you and I couldn't just turn up and, you know, somehow abuse a machine and get the stuff for free and then okay, sell so it on Gumtree. Okay, so you only get X amount of blankets. Y- yeah, well, exactly, because, you know, you don't want one person turning up and taking out everything. Mm-hmm. So they're given these tokens and uh, and then they, you know, get their blankets, get their jackets, whatever it is they need, uh, you know, boots, all that kind of stuff. And then the local people can go to the machines and uh, and there's a code they can stick in the back, they can open up and they can refill with whatever it is they're donating. Oh, this is all donated material. This is all donated material. This is That's all fantastic. donated from the local people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to quickly jump across to our second story because we are running out of time. This is, oh, I almost cried reading this this morning. So this one's coming are you, out. Are you going to cry on air no, again? No, I'm not going to do it. There's too many people in the room. <laughs> My tears are shy. One's going to cry on air. <laughs> Sometimes air I cry when the stories are so sweet. <laughs> this is this one's coming out of uh, California. This is John and Stella Chan. They have a bakery in, in Seal Beach, California. And they're so hardworking. They've had this bakery for the last 28 years that they've been opening up at 4.30 every morning their customers love them they barely ever take a day off they're hard-working citizens and then suddenly Stella the wife stopped showing up behind the counter and the customers asked John you know where is she gone and they were horrified to discover that she'd suffered a brain aneurysm and uh, and was in hospice trying to recover and she is slowly recovering um but the, the community decided, you know what, we need to somehow help out these people because John still turns up 4.30 every morning, opens the bakery and serves the local community, uh, their breakfast essentially. And so they decided, you know what, if we just buy more baked goods, he can sell out early and then close shop and go to the hospice and be with his wife. And so every morning, droves of people turn up and purchase every last donut, muffin, croissant. <laughs> and he can shut up a shop at 10 a.m., <laughs> and go and be with his wife for the rest of the day. How sweet is that? That's absolutely fantastic. That's definitely something I could get behind. Yeah, I was just sort of thinking, you know, there might be another motivation behind why people are doing this, <laughs> yeah. but it's certainly a good motivation and something great to hear. But, um, yeah, we need, to, uh, we need to move on with our show this morning. Yes, indeed. Coming up next is uh, a song by the Gaithers, and this is by a special request from Max. Yay. Max from Yarra Junction, who was here a moment ago, part of our live audience this what morning. What do you mean here a moment ago? He's sitting right behind you. He's part yeah, of our live audience. Well, he, he was... Yeah, okay. <laughs> he was on air he was but this is um, uh, a beautiful song yeah
Beautiful song there, brought to us by uh, Special Crest from Max from Yarra Junction, who was on a moment ago telling us about uh, what he was thankful for. Part of our live audience here at Grey Nomads this morning. Now, Mondu, can we? Yes. Can we have a, another quiz? Oh yeah. <laughs> you just, you I'm, feeling, I'm feeling disappointed. It is like our quiz got snapped wait, 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 up wait, wait, so quickly. Let me find a hard one. Okay, okay, okay. Go on, go on, go on, go on. We'll see if we can stump out. We can see if we can stump, stump out. Stump out. Okay, no yelling out. Hands up. All okay. Right, right. Live audience. Got hands my up. eye on you, and, 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 and don't forget our number is one eight hundred three two four eight four three. If you know the, this will be the first time we've ever had two quizzes. Actually, no, it's not the first time. It's not. It's okay. not the first time. But um, just just in case people are wondering what the answer was to the last quiz that got snapped up, the what city am I? It was indeed um, Capernaum. Yes, within about three seconds of yes. the clue going out. <laughs> so now we have a new quiz this morning. This is a what am I quiz. Okay. No. The first clue being God said he would make Gog drop these from his right hand. Ooh. Mm, what is that? Ooh. Give us a call if you know the answer. 1-800-FAITH-FM, as Lyle said. I don't see any hands going up. Anyone guessing? Anyone guessing? No? Nope. no, I, no. I, I'm, I'm not even going to put my hand up for that one. You don't even know I what it is. no idea. Stumped ya. Give us a call quick because if you can answer it before Lyle figures it out, I will, of course, send you double prizes. Okay. Pressure's right. on, Lyle. Yes, it is indeed. Uh, dear. Okay, so what will I talk about this morning? Let's talk about, uh, you know, it was interesting in that news story where they were talking about um, medications in our waterways. And, that freaked um, me out. What is yeah, that all yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is interesting. So there are some medications that break down when they go through a sewage treatment plant and a whole bunch that don't and they end up in our waterways. And so a platypus or a brown trout can end up with uh, half an adult human dose of antidepressants in their body. Which, of course, we then... Uh, really if we happy catch, fish. If we catch, if very happy fish, but if we catch the trout and he ceases to be happy and we eat him, then uh, we can get that dose as well. That's which really may scary. Not be, which may not be particularly healthy. No. They did six, as it was mentioned in the news, six creeks around uh, the Melbourne area. One of them was in a pristine area in the Dandenongs, mm-hmm. and it had a uh, large amount of pharmaceuticals in it as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of the things that was interesting was that uh, it's like, okay, so Mon, mm-hmm. uh, we talk about plastics in the water. We haven't talked about pharmaceuticals in the water. We haven't. We Where did. do you think you would go? Sorry for butting Go on, in. no, go on. Go Where on. do you think you would go on the planet to find pristine water? 
Oh, goodness, Lyle. Pristine. I was going to say pristine fish, but pristine, pristine water. water. Where would you go? Do you know, I just... My kettle after I've boiled it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you'd have to catch the steam coming out of the kettle and turn that back into water. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Do you know, I once went to a health seminar where the, there was a good doctor. It was kind of a famous doctor, actually. I'm not going to mention his name. But he did a presentation on water. And he went through like every single different kind of water, like filtered water, rain water, tap water, you know, this water, that water. And he just smashed them all and told us how all of them were not good enough for us. And, uh, and I th- we thought that he was building to the end of the presentation where he would tell us which water was the best water and the only 100% safe water for humans to drink. But he didn't. He just finished speaking and left. <laughs> like, okay. And we were all like, oh, don't we're going to do juice. <laughs> but yeah, but I did my favorite water is rainwater. Really, this rain, my, it just started raining right collected now. Collected off my roof uh, because then I can enjoy the sound of rain on a metal roof while it comes down, and then I can drink it and taste really good. But it, but is that water safe? Like it's like you just didn't ask me where's the best water. I've my whole water. life on it. It's never done me any harm. Okay, but is that the best water? Because you just asked no me where idea. to find I'm the best just, water. Just You've never had it the tested. It's the, it tastes the best. Okay, that's all I care. Tastes the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? This this fish problem. Yes. We were actually t- speaking about this a couple of weeks ago because we discussed because um, someone called in and asked us and said, you know, you know, we advocate a vegetarian diet, mm-hmm. and uh, and did Jesus actually eat fish? Because we've heard many different oh, theories. Because there's a whole yeah, theory yeah. that Jesus ate mock fish. It was like made out of tofu. <laughs> uh, I've had some people say it was made out of pasta, which is just ridiculous. And we had to what? we discussed that <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah that you know the fish back then is yes, very different to the fish the now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And as if. You know, and good health could be summed up in doing the best you can where you are and when you are. And Jesus lived a long time before us, and the fish back then weren't swallowing antidepressants and all kinds of you know dangerous med- medications. Talking about fish, talking about fish, and then we're talk about uh, vegetophobia after that. But talking about fish, <laughs> yes, um, <coughs> talking about fish, um, they have noticed a distinct feminization of fish in what? Australia because estrogen, natural estrogen that uh, comes from your body when it goes into the uh, uh, environment it just breaks down, mm-hmm. but artificial estrogen that comes in um, in, uh, in 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 pharmaceutical products mm-hmm. doesn't, and of course it ended up in our waterways and it's created a, created the feminization of fish in Australia. What does that mean? The fish like, wear lipstick or something? Yeah, I was halfway through. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine a feminine fish. Like when I look at fish, I can't tell which is a guy, which is a girl. I will will dig out some more details on this one for you. But talking about pristine water, uh, did you know that they tested surface water in Antarctica? Really? What do they find? Pharmaceuticals. No way. Yes. This is cra- this is like the pollution of, uh-huh. of our of yeah, our, our era. World, that's why the Bible says the world is growing old like a garment. It is wearing out. Pharmaceuticals is anyway, yeah. Vegophobia. I yeah. change the subject. Vegophobia. Vegif- I would do want to talk about vegophobia. Go on, go on. Okay, so vegophobia is a thing. Is it the fear of vegetables? No, it's not a fear of vegetables. Is it the fear it's of the, trees? It's the it's the uh, it's the dislike of vegetarians. That's disgusting. Actually, I think I know what you're going to tell me. <laughs> go on, because I think I know what story you're going to share. <laughs> no, I don't know, but. Um, <coughs> There's even a book out called Living Among Meat Eaters, The Vegetarian Survival Handbook. That's legit. So we're, here in Australia, about 20% of the population uh, self-identify as vegetarian, mm-hmm. uh, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, I don't think they're all are, but that's how they self-identify. Yes. I think some of them are a little bit hypocritical. Yeah. We won't go there. <laughs> yeah. Some of them are uh, uh, more flexitarian. I'm vegetarian and a little bit of bacon. Vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go on, go on. We're not but here that's to That's such a bad thing. That's right. Not such a bad thing. Um, and so, yes, news article um, looking at doing research into what actually causes vegophobia, where mm-hmm. people actually just get really upset. There was there was a lady in Switzerland, a couple of this, there was a lady in Switzerland who her whole town lobbied for her not to become a Swiss citizen, not for her to get her citizenship because she was a vegetarian and she was um, always fighting these causes like she was fighting against piglet racing, she was fighting against cows wearing bells, she was fighting against, um, oh, I can't remember what else here, um, hunting and of course, you know, Swiss yeah. is part of their culture. Yeah. They love to go hunting and this kind of stuff. And so, yeah, they all got the whole the whole town lobbied to, for her uh, not to get Swiss citizenship because she was vegetarian. Do you know what I've been noticing? Because veganism is on the rise mm-hmm. Ve- right now. If you want to start any business, start something in veganism because it's just skyrocketing and it's showing no signs of slowing. But there is a, a counter reaction to this this spike in, in veganism, and that is what what I see everywhere is vegan bullying. And uh, and they seem to be like a like an open season to bullying veganism. And actually, I don't, I don't know if you realise this. At the beginning of this week, uh, one of the most famous chefs in England got fired. Uh, he was edit. He was also editing the Waitrose magazine. Do you know Waitrose is a huge supermarket, like a gourmet foodie kind of supermarket chain in in the UK. And uh, and it publishes a magazine to go along. A bit like you know Woolies has their fresh magazine, whatever it is. And uh, and he was not only a famous chef, but he was also the editor of this magazine. And uh, and a journalist emailed him and said, you know, can we to have an interview about you know the spike in veganism and maybe do some vegan uh, dishes and stuff. And he wrote back and said, well, how about we do an article on how to torture vegans and how to kill them off our planet and all these horrible things. Oh she, of course, published that to the internet and he got fired. It was yeah, huge. that's a little bit rough. But this is the kind of... You don't have to be... I, I, and here's the, here's the problem as I see it. You've got judgmental attitudes on both sides. Yeah. You know, and that's creating polarization and that's never... A healthy thing, and I think one of the things that annoys a lot of people is the, um, and and the research looking at it found that vegans who are promoting good health mm-hmm. are not copping flack, as opposed to vegans who are animal activists. Is that yes, what you mean? It's okay, the animal activists that are giving it a bad name. And um, see, I find that difficult to say that it's giving them a bad name because they're animal activists. I, to me, it's like they're pointing out to humans that the, what they're doing is cruel and and disgraceful, which it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I wouldn't declare myself an animal activist, but what they do to the animals is really heartless. But to point that out, I think it really makes people uncomfortable. I think that's. I think that's the. Problem. Oh yeah, It makes absolutely. them uncomfortable, and then it makes them defensive. I think that's what's really happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's that's very much true. Uh, but you know, you get some of these guys that you know they run around, they they spray flake, fake blood over butchers' products and this kind of stuff. Mm. You know, the, the the full hardcore activists, and uh, they call you a murderer if you are a meat eater. Um, and I think that's going too far. Yeah, there is definitely a line <coughs> to cross. And uh, and then of course there's those who set themselves on their moral high horse, and um, just we're better than everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't need to be like that. Mm-hmm. But they found that vegans who are promoting good health, you know, because I'm a health vegan, I'm not Same. health vegetarian, I should say. Um, I do it for health reasons. Uh, we're not copying the flack. You know, yeah. every, everybody everybody supports having good health and living longer.
What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul, O oh my soul? What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul? What wondrous love is this that caused the Lord of bliss to bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my soul? To bear the dreadful curse for my soul. What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul, O oh my soul? What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul? What wondrous love is this that caused the Lord of bliss? To bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my soul. To bear the dreadful curse for my soul. When I was sinking down, sinking down, sinking down. When I was sinking down, sinking down. When I was sinking down beneath God's righteous frown, Christ laid aside His crown for my soul, for my soul. Christ laid aside His crown for my soul. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing on, I'll sing on. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing on. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing and joyful be. And through eternity, I'll sing on, I'll sing on. And through eternity, I'll sing on. What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul, O oh my soul? What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul, What wondrous love is this that caused the Lord of bliss to bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my curse to bear the dreadful curse. That was Blue Highway with Wondrous Love here on Faith FM. And as we get back into the show, Mon, what have we got for our next clue for our second quiz of the day? Yeah, yes. What am I? Clue number two. Oh, Lyle, you haven't figured this out yet, have you? No, I haven't. This is so funny. Um, sorry, let me just uh, get this. I, I have a guess. Can I, can, I, can I have a stab? Write down, write down what you think it is uh, and I, I will tell you whether you're right or wrong. Yeah, you're right. Okay, no more double prizes. Lyle knows the answer. Okay, what am I? Number two, Elisha commanded Jehoash, king of Israel, to strike the ground with these. Mm, what is that? He Give us a call the, if you know the, the answer. He struck the ground three times. He struck the ground. Oh, don't, don't. Stop giving my extra clues, Lyle. Extra this right happens there. every time. He figures it out and suddenly he's like, oh, I know the clues. He's like giving away extra clues. <laughs> hey, Mon, just yes. a quick reminder about our giveaway of all giveaways. Yes, Alpine Holiday Giveaway. 
Now is the time to call. We are taking your calls in between 7 and 9 and uh, AM in the weekday mornings. Register your details. On Friday, we are going to draw the uh, prize winners and uh, there are two prizes, of course. There are two uh, double passes slash family pass if you would rather bring your family or if you just rather come as a couple. That's both fine. Uh, and you will get uh, a weekend accommodation here at Ginger Behind the uh, Alpine Village here uh, at the foot of Mount Kosciuszko. And it's going to be a wonderful time for you, for your family or for you both. So, so give go us a hiking, call. go horse riding, go mountain biking, go sailing, go uh, jet skiing, go water skiing, yes, go speed boating. and it's beautiful. It's go, breathtaking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, give us a call. Or just simply relax. Just simply relax and watch the kangaroos go past. Yes, give us a call. You can call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843 uh, to uh, tell us your details. Um, they can also text us their details any time of the day. I struggle to remember our texting number off by heart. What's our texting number again, Lyle? I don't know. You, you, you were the one who was going to mention the texting number. <laughs> I texted you the texting number the other day. Remember that? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I'm we gonna, say the texting number every single day of our lives. Why do we not know this? Why do we know the 1-800? Oh, do you know? Because it's 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's, it's, oh, I got it. I got it. I found it in our text conversation. It's 0491-064-669. If you want to text us your details to enter into the Alpine holiday giveaway... Text that number now, your name, your number, all that kind of good stuff. Okay, so we have uh, joining us in the studio a uh, genu- an- another genuine grey nomad. We were talking to a genuine grey nomad a moment ago. And uh, Don, welcome to the show. Uh, pleasure to be here. So uh, Don, what kind of a grey nomad are you? Are you a part-time, a full-time, a caravan, a cabin, a, 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 a chalet kind of grey nomad? Uh, I'm a chalet, yeah, like nice. the luxuries. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Total glamping. Glamping is the way to go. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> All right. So, uh, um, Don, and whereabouts do you come from, Don? Um, I live on the Central Coast, New South Wales, a uh, lovely part of Australia. It certainly is. That's not so far from where uh, our our studio normally is. It's true. It's a little bit, a little bit up the, uh, a little bit further up the coast. So, um, yeah, fantastic. Now, Don, we just wanted to hear about your uh, um, your journey of faith this morning. Um, so maybe we just sort of start at the beginning. Um, what kind of a home did you grow up in? Did you grow up in a Christian home? No, I didn't. Um, I I suppose uh, when I uh, grew up, which is, you know, sort of in the the 50s, 60s, um, it was what what I might call a a typical Aussie home. Um, We we had certain values, which I think the... uh, the society back in those days seemed to embrace, which were genuine, basic Christian values. Yeah, yeah. But coming we, from our Christian heritage, really, you know, the, I guess the founders of Australia had a certain Christian heritage. Uh, uh, exactly, and not, uh, not that they used it very well when the way they treated <laughs> convicts. But anyway, <laughs> that's right. But um, yeah, and you know, I I grew up, uh, you know. Uh, Knowing, you know, that I was supposed to be honest and do the right thing and those sorts of things. But, you know, we weren't religious at all. And um, so, you know, I, I don't think I was very different to many of the, uh, uh, the children that lived in the burbs of Sydney uh, back in those days. And, um, but when I was 15, my, my uh, uh, father and mother separated um, and looking back uh, at the time, I, I don't think I really realised how big an impact that was going to have on my life. And from about the age of 16, I, I lived by myself because my father went off to uh, find work uh, in country New South Wales. So I uh, began to live with my grandparents and then eventually got my own accommodation. 
And so, you know, we're coming into um, the uh, the late 60s, uh, early 70s, and, you know, the, the whole flower power and, uh, you know, sexual revolution. Uh, so I was a part of that. Um, I, uh, I didn't have any guidance at all because I was just doing my own thing. Um, and not that I got myself into a lot of trouble or anything like that, but I, I made a lot of, you know, probably inappropriate decisions. Um, I tried to find meaning in life in, in discos and chasing young ladies, and uh, I didn't catch that many, but I chased them. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that, that's, that's how I was. Um, and eventually I, I met a young lady at work. And uh, What kind of work are you doing? I was working for an ice cream company called Devondale at the time and uh, I was in uh, production planning and those sorts of things. So uh, uh, she worked in the office. Uh, we started to go out and because the, the, the Christian values, particularly in the 70s, really started to change a lot, uh, we eventually lived together. Mm-hmm. Um, she became pregnant um, and this was a really big problem for her parents, um, and uh, rightly so, I suppose. Um, so we decided to get married, which we did, and um, for whatever reason, we were really uh, drawn to to a, a lifestyle out of uh, where we were living, which was Sydney at the time. We, uh, we felt that Sydney wasn't probably the place to bring up children, and we eventually moved to Queensland and uh, a place called Mackay in, uh, in North Queensland. And it was there that we came into contact with some Christians. Now, if you can imagine, um, here we are, just the two of us with one child, and my wife is expecting uh, our second child, and we don't have any family um, we've just moved to a new place, so we really don't have any friends. This is a clean slate, fresh start. Uh, very much so. And um, then we became uh, in contact with, with these, these Christians, and we had, I suppose, uh, a connection to them because uh, due to my upbringing, I was given um, a real good understanding of healthful living. And my wife and I at that stage actually had become vegetarians. Now, that's not, that's not you know, these days, what we were just mentioning earlier, you know, 20% of Australia self-identifies as vegetarian. But in the, what, this is what, the 1970s? Yeah, early 70s. So, you know. That's different. Very different. And we were quite peculiar. Yeah. But this, this group of people, um, part of, of their philosophy was, was healthful living. So this was an aspect that we were drawn to. Um, and then we started to study the Bible, and I had never read the Bible in my life. And I suppose I was like many people who had uh, been brainwashed into believing that this book was just a, a book of uh, folklore and fables, um, and, and I had never really explored it at all. But the person who was actually helping us to understand the Bible started to uh, reveal to us Bible prophecy. And now this was just completely new. I had no idea about the concept of prophecies in the Bible. 
And I became absolutely intrigued by the fact that the Bible had prophesied so many things that had come to pass, but also had prophesied things that were yet to come to pass. And that was the beginning of our faith journey. Mm, fantastic. Yeah. So uh, health, healthful living followed by Bible prophecy. I think those two, I think they go well together. They, they, they do. But I, I must admit that it, it, looking back at my spiritual journey, I, I really didn't understand the gospel. I think I accepted the Bible uh, from the point of view that it was a, a, a truthful document. Um, I suppose I had in my own being, uh, like most of us, this concept that um, you are rewarded by doing good or being good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, as you grow up in the, as a child, you know, if you eat your dinner, you get dessert, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Um, and and so I suppose that I was always trying to be good and a part of that was to justify salvation. Hmm. Um, so when did you first really learn the gospel and experience the gospel for yourself? To be truthful, I think it was probably it, – it probably took 20 years before um, – the gospel was something that I understood as this beautiful gift that God has given us. And we don't have anything that we can merit with regards to that gift. Mm-hmm. And a gift in, in, its, in its essence is not something that we can merit. No, that's a, right. Well, it ceases to be a gift the moment you earn it. That's ex- exactly right, Lyle. And, um, you know, that, that was like a revelation and... and I think it was not a revelation that basically I understood everything at that point. I think it was an unfolding revelation and still is. It still is. I mean, I think that my concept of God now is so much broader and so much bigger than even back then when I really understood that salvation is something that God has given us. Now, that's a very interesting comment right there because you haven't spent your entire life working for Devon Ice Cream. No, no. You've uh, done some other exciting things as well. It's, it's been a really interesting journey. Um, we, as our children started to grow, we, we really felt that uh, a country atmosphere was going to be much more conducive to their well-being. Um, so we uh, moved to the mid-north coast of New South Wales and became involved in, in a church plant at a, a beautiful place called Loriton, which is south of Port Macquarie. Uh, it was um, uh, typically in the past a, a little fishing village where... I'll, yeah, I'm just, I, I know exactly where that is and I'm thinking, yeah, you moved to a piece of paradise right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was just go- gorgeous. Um, and the, uh, the Port Macquarie... Uh, church there uh, wanted to expand and uh, have the ability for people in areas other than Port Macquarie to be able to worship. So they purchased a property which we actually rented and lived in and we started the uh, what we call the Port Macquarie, uh, sorry, the Loriton Company, um, which is now a, a church. Um, and I was involved with a, a really supportive and, and a, a wonderful pastor who um, basically made me a, the lay leader of this group. 
And after a period of time, um, I was actually in invited to become in involved in full-time ministry, which is a very unusual thing uh, because most, uh, most people will have to go and get some qualifications to become involved in, in pastoral ministry. I mean, I was asked to, to take uh, on some sort of uh, further studies to equip me for this uh, particular task. But it was an unusual way to become involved in ministry. Yeah, yeah, wow. Um, and then from there, I was, uh, we were asked to, uh, to move and to become uh, the, the pastor of a church on the, on the central coast at Gosford in New South Wales, um, which led to us um, actually selling the original very old uh, church that was uh, in the middle of Gosford. Um, which had no parking and uh, buildings had grown up around it. Um, we purchased a block of land and built a very beautiful complex, which is um, still being used uh, today um, at a, a suburb just outside of Gosford called Narara. And um, the, the beautiful thing about um, that project was that it was a, a project that was basically done by volunteer labour. Wow. And the complex that we eventually ended up with was worth many, many more. Uh, was worth much more in in value and in size than if we'd got a builder to to build it. Yeah, fantastic. That's great when a community gets together and uh, and, uh, and and builds its own church. We've just got a little bit of time left, but um, how long did you spend in, in full time ministry? Spent ten ten years in full time ministry, but uh, unfortunately. Um, due to my, my own personality, I burnt myself out um, and uh, I had to leave. But, uh, you know, the Lord is good. He brought me back into uh, church work uh, after that period of time. And uh, I'm very, very grateful to where I am now and I'm retired, but uh, enjoying the blessings that God has given. Yeah, praise God. Thank you so much for joining us today. Don Madden, there's Don Madden with his story of uh, how God has worked in his life. And uh, we're going to move on right now. We have uh, Matt Minicus uh, coming up right at this moment.
Is forgiveness, or the lack of forgiveness, eating away at you? A relationship breakdown, maybe. Long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. you 